Good day, everyone. You're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 200. Time for my hobby. This is a little celebration for my 200th episode. I made it to 200 episodes. It's uh, been a wonderful trip. And to celebrate this episode, I actually have my first guest ever on my podcast, Josh. Now, what's different here is that I'm not going to be interviewing Josh. Josh is going to be interviewing me about my hobby. I have no idea what he's going to ask or how he's going to conduct this interview. I am here for the ride. My hands are in the seat. I am going to hold on and hope for the best, but knowing Josh, it's going to be the best. So Josh, take it away. All right. So this is going to be a little uh, different format from your usual episodes. So rather than asking you about podcasting in general, I have some questions specifically for you about your experience. So first off, uh, what started the podcast? Where did you get the idea? So what started off the podcast was, well, that's a tough question. It's it's a mixture of a bunch of things. Uh, let's say I can break it down in three parts. The first part is puberty. The deep voice <laughs> kind of just like threw in that, oh my goodness, you have a radio voice. You should do something in radio. But I didn't True. know what to do exactly. So I kind of let that idea just fade away into the abyss. And the second thing that came into play is my love for audio production. I've been producing music and writing lyrics and just doing the whole audio editing aspect for around 10 years, over 10 years now. So I've been doing that for 10 years, podcasting for three. So I love that aspect. And the third element is that I had a friend or had have a friend. Her name is Amber. She was on episode five and she's like, you know what? I'm going to start a podcast. I call her my creative sister. So uh, she's like, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm like, you know what? I have the tools, I have the equipment, and I have all the knowledge of audio editing. Why not give it a shot? And when it came to choosing a topic, I came up with, at first I wanted to do maybe some life tricks and tips. I'm like, nobody wants to listen to me talk about tips and tricks. So I, then I decided hobbies, not necessarily my hobbies, because I don't know how many episodes I can do just about myself. So I decided, why not just interview other people about their hobbies? And here I am 200 episodes later, still doing it. So that's what pretty much kept the podcast going and why I still love it. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me too, to, uh, to hear the origin story about it, because I know that you are really into your audio stuff. And also, uh, just knowing you as a person, you're a good conversationalist so what's something that everyone loves to talk about naturally it's their hobby and and i feel like that brings out the best in people even people who uh, might be shy or aren't really great at speaking i feel like when they talk about their hobby they just naturally have some enthusiasm mm -hmm, absolutely and the fact that i prepare the questions beforehand but these questions are usually made for people who want to prepare beforehand because some people like to read the questions and know what to expect exactly. and some other people like to just improvise so i try to make it an open open format so it works for anybody and the other thing i do is i make it anonymous in the sense that you can use any name you want i only go on first name basis because your last name doesn't matter when it comes to this podcast i can be i don't care if i'm interviewing bill gates i just call him bill Sorry, Bill. It's just Bill because nobody's hobby is above anybody else. It's all about the individual and their connection to their hobby. So we got Bill, we got Josh, we got Stephanie, we got Banana Flyer. See, even nicknames work. We have all kinds of names and just focuses on that. So it adds that extra layer of non-judgmental space. And also it's only audio. So people can feel comfortable just saying whatever they want. And to add the extra layer of comfort, I also edit the episode and I send it off to my guests so they can listen to it. And if they don't like anything, they can 
say, Alex, deleted. I've had somebody who came on to record an episode. They did not like the way they sounded. I deleted that episode. She came back again to try to do it again. She still didn't like it. I'm like, cool, that's fine. No hard feelings. We deleted, deleted that episode. So that episode and that person never came on the show. Maybe one day she'll come back. The door is always open to that individual. But my priority is to make sure that my guest is comfortable with everything that's being said. Yeah, for me, even as a guest, I really like that format because just like having that that space where you're you're comfortable to talk about uh, what you want to talk about and having the questions beforehand. Like for me, I I don't uh, speak well on the spot. If you ask me something, my mind will go blank. But if I have something prepared in advance, it just makes it so much easier. Yeah, and that's why I do it. So if you're not good on the spot, Josh, what is my biggest flaw? If you say it's my bald head, I swear. <laughs> we can skip that no, question <laughs> all right moving on so 200th episode that's a long time what's kept you motivated to continue for for this long it's actually the fact that every single episode sometimes it starts off a little like um the person's shy and don't want to share but as the episode goes on they just dive into it and they get so passionate it's the fact that i get to give well, I don't get to give a voice. The people come on, the doors open to anyone, and they just share. I love the fact that people from all walks of life feel like they have a voice that can be shared with the world, regardless of where they are in life or where they're from around the world. It's just their platform to share their voice, and somebody around the world will listen to it. So the fact that I still get every single time passionate people that come on and just want to share their hobby is the reason why I'm doing it. And I kind of have this plan. I don't know if it's going to come into foreplay right now or like after this episode or before this episode, but I have this idea. I'm still working out the details, the efficacy of it, but I want to try to figure out a way to, I don't know, I should be saying this, but why not? You know, it's the 200th episode of celebration. This might be the motivation to do it, but I want to find a way to maybe try to interview children in children's hospitals who are going through serious uh, life treatments or like cancer and stuff like that and give them a voice now once again i would only do audio they can even use fake names like batman i can interview batman the idea is just to say hey i want to hear what's your hobby kind of just sharing the kids voice and that makes people happy too just talking about something that they love yeah and and i i don't know i just feel like it's the next step for my podcast i would keep on doing the normal thing of interviewing anybody as well but this would be like an additional thing too interview children who are going through cancer and kind of like a make a wish foundation, but I can't make wishes. So it's a make you heard foundation. <laughs> if that's a sense. Yeah. That's... <laughs> you do what you can. Exactly. All right. So I know that uh, podcasting is one of your hobbies and it does take up a lot of your time. Do you have other hobbies? So my other hobbies, I love playing video games. I, if you guys want to know my video games I've been playing lately, uh, Super Smash Brothers, I have over a thousand hours. How do I make time for that? All after everybody's asleep. Um, so I don't sleep apparently, but I, yeah, <laughs> do podcasting, video games, um, produ production of music. I haven't done that lately, but I do want to get back into it. It's kind of like a muscle. You got to muscle memory. You got to just go back in, just train to just trigger that memory of the muscle again. Other things I like to do is hiking with my wife when we were younger couple years ago, I say younger, but technically we were younger. Yeah. And then once my son walks more, we want to go on more hikes and stuff like that. Other than that, yeah, those are my current hobbies, but I am pretty open to try anything as in a new hobby. Josh has seen me do uh, badminton a few times, squash, I believe as well. Have you? Yeah, you're I very open-minded. <laughs> uh, I will try it 
Will I be good? No. But will I have fun? Will you, I you have don't need fun? to be good to have fun, though. Yeah. yeah. No, no, I have to be the best. Pokemon Master. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be the very best. But yeah, no, I I like to try everything. If I'm not good, that's fine. I tried pole dancing. My hair legs did not like it because of rug burn kind of style because I went down the pole. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my legs didn't. I still have a scar from... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I would have loved to see that. <laughs> I'll show you tomorrow. It'll just be a okay. secret scar. <laughs> All right. So on that note, did you pick up any hobbies from this podcast or did you have any hobbies that were on this show where you were really interested in down the line trying? Uh, you know what? I think I did. And it's kind of attaching my love for audio production as well. Um, I have started doing voice acting and I've done a few gigs, I guess they're called gigs. Uh, one for well, actually four times for one show and another one for another person who is big in the voice acting community, who's very helpful in the voice acting community. So I've done voice acting projects, let's say five times so far, and I'm loving it. And it's a whole different editing process to edit that kind of audio. And I love it. It's harder, but I love it. So yeah, I guess voice acting is a hobby I picked up from this podcast. And that's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm really loving it. These are the kind of stories that. Uh that you want to hear. Am I good at it? Maybe not, but am I learning? Yes. <laughs> so you might not have an answer for this question, but I'll ask you anyways. Out of all your interviews that you've done, has there been any one that's been most impactful uh, for you or one that's stayed with you? Okay, so hmm, one that stayed with me is the first one, Josh, with you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, other than my first one, because the first one is always like the one that's like just started it all. But I technically have four first ones because all my best friends came on the same day and recorded episodes back to back. I don't know how you guys did it. That was thank you for doing that. And I don't I know guess, how you did it. You did. You're the one who did four back to back interviews. <laughs> I just had a lot to say. Questions. But I guess another one that really stuck with me is episode 27. I've mentioned this many times. It's an episode with an individual named Urtai, and he's from North Macedonia. And the reason why this one stuck with me out of all of them, and I'm not, don't get me wrong, all of them have had a wonderful impact on my life. This one was interesting because the individual is currently blind, but as he was going blind, he developed an app for himself so he can enjoy his favorite board game because his hobby is playing board games. I believe his favorite board game is called Secret Hitler. Basically, the premise of the game is you have to figure out who is Hitler in this uh, scenario it's that's i think that's how it plays but uh, as he went blind he couldn't see it but he was an engineer or software engineer and he developed an application so it could read the cards of his favorite board game now for me this is really interesting because he went through a life-changing event where he lost one of his senses you know your taste your hearing and all that but he lost sight which is a big one it could be pretty devastating and in his time where his sight was deteriorating he decided, you know what, I'm going to make the best of what I have right now to develop an application to help me enjoy what I love the most. So for me, that's like, cool. I love that. I, I wish I can, I say, I wish I could be at that level of like dedication. I want to be at that level of dedication, but it's just like when you have something you love and you just keep going for it, no matter what you go through, that's another reason why I do this. Cause some people have gone through a lot I've had a lot of episodes where people have used their hobby to get out of depression or deal with anxiety and other things like that. And the fact that they just keep pushing and trying to find things to make them happy and get through whatever 
is stressing them out or is in their path. That's that's the reason why I do this. I really do appreciate people coming on here and I'm I'm sorry. I just love everybody here doing this. It's you guys are the reason why I keep doing this. No, that's great. Is there a hobby you haven't interviewed yet but you want to? Oh my goodness, yes. There are many hobbies I haven't interviewed yet. Sometimes I'm on the search. I go on Reddit or Twitter and just write hobby. I'm like, skydiving. I haven't done skydiving yet. Um, collecting rocks. I haven't done collecting rocks yet. Uh, there is a plethora of hobbies. I Even those I have not known could be hobbies or hobbies. Like just a couple of weeks ago, I had an individual who does Twittering as his hobby. So he What's does like- Twittering? Ah, well, I can't spoil. Well, actually, I can't spoil it. The episode came out because I, this is the 200th episode. Um, <laughs> so Twittering is just the way he interacts with people, kind of like uh, pen pal in a sense, but with Twitter. So the idea, like he makes connections with people and keeps up with them and stuff like that. And it's kind of cool. So there's some people who do DIY house cleaning projects and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a lot that I would like to come on. And the fact that some people come up to me saying, hey, this is my hobby. I'm like, whoa, that's so cool. I have never known that being a hobby. But actually on that note, I have turned down a few people. Now, I know it sounds very, very mean of me to do that. But the reason why I remember this one individual saying my hobby is my dog. And I, I said, unfortunately, from my definition, that's not a hobby. That's more of a responsibility in the sense that a hobby is something you can put down for six months and then come back to it later and then keep going at it. You can't necessarily like ignore a dog for six months and then come back at it. It's like, okay, now I feel like taking care of the dog. That's more of a responsibility. Yeah, I'm sure you love your dog, but not, not quite a hobby. <laughs> exactly. All right. Um, so this one, you can be as de detailed or as brief as you want. But as I understand Making each episode takes a lot of work, and a lot of this probably isn't uh, shown. Uh, can you walk us through the making of an episode? You know me. I love going into detail, especially, especially for podcasts. That's the whole point. I want you guys to know the inner workings of Alex's mind. It's mostly blank, but there's some stuff working here and there. Um, so for my podcast, let's go from step by step. The first step is I record the episode. We'll keep it brief like that. I record the episode, and once it's done recording... Now, I have the audio in two separate tracks. So one of them is my voice and the other one is my guest's voice. Or in this case, I am the guest and the host is Josh. So I have both of our voices in separate tracks. And then from there, I go into my voice first. It doesn't matter which voice I go with first. And then I just nitpick. I'm figuring out, okay, what's the best audio quality? Was I speaking clearly today? Am I making a lot of clicks with my mouse like I am right now? So I have to go edit that out in a way. And that's, that process takes from probably 10 to 15 minutes. But the thing with me when it comes to my voice, especially, I want to be a perfectionist on figuring out what is the best audio sound and quality that doesn't irritate your ears. That's, that's my main goal. Trying to make sure that I do not make your ears bleed because I hear that's a bad thing. So. Sometimes I spend hours and hours and hours just doing the editing aspect, like redoing, undo, redo, undo, back and forth all the time. Cause like, does that sound right? And sometimes it gets to the point where I'm like, I'm up like it's what 1 a.m. and I don't even know if I it sounds bad or I'm just overtired. 
So I take a break, undo everything, come back next morning or next day when I'm working on it with a fresh pair of ears to try to figure out how it works. And sometimes it goes through that process again where I'm like, you know what, does this sound right? And then the next day again. But the thing is, I do that for my voice. And it's oddly enough, I love the challenge of people coming in with different audio qualities. So some person can have amazing audio quality, which makes the editing process easier. And some people may not have the best audio quality. It makes it a little more challenging, but for me, I love it because it adds that little extra layer of, okay, how can I tackle this? Can I make this sound pleasant? Can I edit this in a way that it actually works? And like, I, of course I have my limits. Uh, if it sounds like, like, like that, I really cannot do anything because it's all chopped up, but for the most cases, I can work with a lot of things. If you're tapping a hammer into your microphone while I'm recording, maybe I can't do that. And yeah, this whole editing process, it can go from anywhere from five hours to 10 hours per episode. And for people who edit episodes, sometimes I'm really good at noticing when I do like deep breaths. I'm like, oh, there it is. I don't know why I did that right now because now I know I have to go back in this audio and remove that because it will sound horrible in the recording. But you guys are listening to this like, Alex, it sounds normal because I edited it. Boom. There you go. Plot twist. But yeah, I actually enjoy this because podcasting in a way for me is a really good introvert, extrovert hobby in the sense that it's extroverted because I get to interview people and just create this connection with them. And it's introverted because in my editing process, it's just me. I just get to spend the time that I need to work on it alone. So yeah, that's my whole editing process. And then I save it on like, I don't know, three, four different external hard drives because I'm paranoid that I'm going to lose it because I've lost a lot of files before because of corruption or something weird happening. So yeah, that, that is my editing process. I, I love this question. I've always been curious about this particular part. When you say that you're like editing out like hammer noises or mouse clicking noises, is that only possible if those noises happen while someone's not talking? So no. Um, well, yeah, I guess when, when they're not talking, I'm clearly trying to figure out, okay, if they're not talking and I hear a hammer noise, like if I'm talking, and I hear a hammer noise, I can take that out easily. That's fine. If you're hammering during a podcast episode, I'm very curious on what you're doing. <laughs> just, are you building something? I, I'm not saying I'm, I should be a priority, but I'm saying this is an interesting time to start hammering. But if it's in the middle of a speech where you are talking and hammering at the same time, it makes it very hard for me to edit it out because how it works is that if I were to turn down the volume of the hammer in that specific moment, it will also turn down the volume of your voice. So if you say, but, but on the same time you say, but there's a hammer, it's like, but, and like, boom, it might just sound like, uh, like you might, I might remove the B in the hammer part, but all you hear is the UT. So you'll hear, uh, which won't make sense. So it really sounds like you, uh, you comb through each episode's audio file, like second by second. Yeah, I, I really do. And if it sounds weird, I go back, undo, and I just zoom in. I'm like, okay, well, how can I make this sound better? Does this sound good? Sometimes I would even go sometimes through the milliseconds in the past. When I first started, I was like <laughs> milliseconds, like, okay, this is sound good here. This, I would be such a perfectionist and podcasting. It's, it's like at that, at that point, it's like you, you're a perfectionist, but for yourself, because no, no, no listener will be able to 
hear those differences. That's exactly it. Like sometimes I bring the audio file to my wife. I'm like, hey, can you listen to this and tell me if it sounds weird? She's like, Alex, it sounds normal. I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm like, do not hear (laughs) this specific sound. Only my ears can pick up. She's like, no, I can't. And I'm like, I swear this there. And I go back. I'm like, maybe I'm overthinking this. But in the back of my mind, and I feel like that's like everybody when, whether you're writing a book or you're painting or you're doing anything, let's say you're playing video games and you do something that's weird and you're like, oh my God, I messed up. But everybody else thinks it's amazing. And that's, that was my problem too. When it came to making music, people, when I would like put so much effort and make a creation, I'm like, oh my God, this is a masterpiece. People are like, eh, it's okay. Meh. And then when I create something like, okay, this, I'm just going to put it there. They're like, Alex. This is amazing. And I'm like, what? What? Wait, what? I'm sorry. I know it's not the exact comparison, but it's the same idea. It's like people will notice things differently than how you perceive it. And people are, you are your own worst critic. So if I had the chance to review my podcast, I would probably give it a bad review just because of how nitpicky I am about myself. But that wouldn't be good for the podcast. Neither would it be good for me. So the me judging me is not nice to me. <laughs> it, it makes sense though the um the thing you're mentioning earlier but as a as a listener of the podcast when you're listening you're listening to the content but for you when you're reviewing it you're not reviewing the content you're reviewing the sound notes the random blips and those are the things that the listeners aren't paying attention to that's why they don't really hear it. exactly and i feel like that comes to all production aspect not just production but creation aspect when you look at a painting, the painter will notice the smallest detail, like, oh, my one strain of paintbrush touched this part of the canvas wrong. And I'm looking at this, I'm like, wow, this is pretty. And they're like, no, look at that mistake I made. Look that one tiny birth. part. <laughs> that one tiny part. That's You need to use a microscope to see. <laughs> uh, so you kind of answered this, touched on this earlier, um, but why did you decide on a podcast format? rather than other mediums like YouTube videos. So I decided on a podcast format and yeah, I'll answer it again. Why not? That's a little something different this time. Jazz hands. Um, No, I decided a podcast format because it's really a chance for me to just sit back, relax. I can dress however I want because it's just audio so people can't see me. (laughs) Ha ha, joke's on you. Um, And also it's more relaxed than video. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with people who do video podcasts. It's just, I figured this one would be the best suited for mine. And instead of other formats like YouTube, ah, I have I have a YouTube channel for my music. I'm like, uh, it sounds weird. I'm over the phase of YouTube. Maybe I'll get back into it for something else. But from this podcast, I feel like just audio has worked the best. And it's one of those things I decided to only not only I release my episodes every Sunday because I feel like Sunday is a good hobby day. So yeah. And then people, most people are just editing, not editing. They're doing something else while listening to audio. So they're not just sitting in front of the screen, watching my YouTube video of me talking about hobbies. They're probably doing some dishes or doing some chores, going to work or juggling a horse, anything at all. It's just yeah, that's the idea. I wanted to make it a, just a format that is a judgment-free zone, and it's just easy to pick up, put down, and come back to it later. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's re- it's really easy to pick up a podcast, and you, you're not as committed because you can multitask. Uh, you've got some merch. In fact, I have one of your pullover sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's here. 
<laughs> Hi, Lucina. <laughs> she wants to be part of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, is there a particular item in your in your store which is most popular or which is a favorite of yours? Okay, so a favorite of mine, and no one's bought it yet. It's, uh, I, I haven't even bought it yet either, but a favorite of mine would probably be the clock. <laughs> so it's a time for your hobby <laughs> clock. I was that answer. <laughs> okay, why the clock? <laughs> because like you look at the clock, oh, it's time for my hobby. Yeah, uh, that's that's probably my favorite merch. Uh, but the my, the one that's been more most popular is probably the sweater. Because, you know, when you have a sweater on, it's kind of like cozy. It's like, oh, this is my hobby shirt. And maybe one day my podcast logo will become the official logo of hobby because there's no logo to determine what a hobby is. Like if you think money, you think that little dollar sign, but hobby, there's not necessarily one universal logo. So maybe mine will become that universal logo. Hopefully crossing my fingers, <laughs> knocking on with a wood with a hammer. <laughs> Keep on dreaming. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a long dream. Sometimes uh, projects like this spark creativity or motivate you to do other projects. Has this been the case for you? Absolutely. Um, so uh, I am working on a board game. I think I mentioned it to you. It, podcast related. Uh, I also wanted to do, I started doing memes about podcasting. I also. I saw that. <laughs> I, do, I do a lot of memes about podcasting. and I really I like also, them. <laughs> oh, thank you. Good. That encourages me to do more. Are they great? Maybe not. But am I having fun? You're damn right I am having fun. Also, I. Since I started this podcast, I've also been sharing a bunch of tools and resources to other podcasters starting off their podcast. I think I have over like 150 tools and resources out there for them. And for me, that's a side project, but it's kind of related to my podcast in a way that it just allows me to just share the knowledge. So I guess if you were to sum it up, I have the podcast tools, podcast memes. I have the board game I want to work on that's new. And also one that I'm really passionate about. I haven't started yet or reached out to anybody. I'm still working out on the format, but I want to do like a time for your hobby through for people, sick kids in the hospitals or even just a time for your hobby, but for kids. So maybe I release an episode in the middle of the week as well. So you get a bonus episode. Once again, I am still working out the details. I, I am also ideas. human. Lots of ideas. I'm human. I have a family, a job. This Remember, this is my hobby as well. I really do love it, but I got to set everything in order. I'm not stopping the podcast, but I want to do as much as I can. But apparently sleep is something I need. So I will rest up and I'll figure out a plan to make everything work. All right. So if effort was not a factor and money was not a factor, if you could have another podcast about anything, what would it be about? Well, I kind of, funny enough, I actually had another podcast in the works with another friend or two, sorry, three friends. And one of them, you know, John, you, you know, John, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I've heard of him. <laughs> yeah. We all know each other very well. So this is a <laughs> podcast that never got released, but it was a podcast. It was called Hard Knock Debaters or Hard Knocks. I can't quite remember, but basically every week we'd switch up teams. So it was my, me. My friend Amber, which was the individual who inspired me to start the podcast. Amber is my creative sister. John, my best friend John. Axel, and he Axel is my musical brother because we made a lot of songs together. And the idea is that we'd be teamed up in teams of two. And we pick a topic, kind of like Batman versus Iron Man. Who is the better superhero? And we would just go at it, just debating on who would be the better superhero. Would it make sense? Probably not. 
but uh, it was just so chaotic. <laughs> it was very chaotic when we were recording because it was peaking everywhere, and it was it's really hard to schedule. <laughs> four people to record an episode for a podcast so yeah i just imagine editing that yeah it was just it was so chaotic (laughs) i have the recording somewhere i have to find it i'll send it off to you we recorded like a few episodes and it just kind of like faded into the abyss i had i feel like you need a moderator for that kind of format we we had like a talking stick did it work no (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it did not work. We tried so hard. It was, I think I remember it was like a Eevee plush, a Pokemon Eevee plush as the talking stick. And people didn't care about it. They were just hoarding it. And then everybody's just yelling over each other. It was chaotic. It was fun, but chaotic. Yes. <laughs> but then also with Amber, I had another podcast idea in the works and it's still in the back burner. I would like to try it, but, uh, I don't want to give out too much information about it because if it's a good idea, you want to keep it until it's ready to release. Naturally. Yes, naturally. So yeah, I, I guess I like to really come up with ideas and try something new. That's, that's my whole thing. And my podcast is one of those things I've stuck with for over three years now, every week. So yeah, that's, I like trying new things and sticking to the ones I like, oh, I'm really passionate about this. If you could interview anyone dead or alive, who would it be? Okay, so I don't, it sounds weird saying this, I don't really care if I interview or ever interview a famous person. If I do, once again, I'd just be referring them to a, as a, by a first name because everyone is equal. If I would like to interview somebody, it'd probably be every member of my family. The reason why is because I just want to maybe have that recording of moments. So if, if or when they pass, like thinking about the older generations, my parents, my grandmother and all stuff. Actually, I did have my grandmother. What am I talking about? I have my grandmother. She's one of my first, uh, first episodes, episode seven. So it's kind of like capturing a memory, a bond in the show. And I download all these and you episodes. Get to, know them, get to know them better. Yeah. And now here's the thing. Certain people I will, I have a hard time getting on, getting on my podcast, my mother, my father, my wife, they refuse to get on. They support it. They really do support it, but they refuse to be a guest. I will try to be persistent. I will maybe eventually get them. Uh, yeah, it's just a lot of... Are they, are they too shy? Is, is that it? Yeah, they're, they're not as extroverted as me when it comes to this stuff, or it's not their cup of tea, and that's cool. You know what? But maybe, maybe one day, like, you know what, Alex? I'd like to be on your podcast. And be like, dope i'm gonna drop whatever i'm doing right now let's do this so my wife i'm like every now and then i was like oh you picked up painting as a hobby you know it'd be great you know what would I just be imagine great that. yeah i can imagine <laughs> that conversation going i would just sneak a microphone like right right in front of her I was like so how do you like painting alex stop i'm not doing anything alex i can see the microphone in your hand no this is this is this is a b- burrito a burrito alex a metal burrito yep take a bite Sneaky. No. <laughs> yeah. That, that, <laughs> but maybe one day, maybe, maybe my last few episodes, maybe I said to my wife, actually, I'm like, you know what? For my 300th episode, she hasn't not responded yet. So it's a maybe. It's possible. There's still a chance. All right. So this is my final question for you. Do you have any advice for those who want to start their own podcast? Ooh, I have a lot of advice, but here's the thing to remember. My advice is kind of like food. 
in a sense that for me, it worked for my taste buds, but it might not work for you. So what I offer is a bunch of tools and resources so you can figure out what works best for you. There's a lot of, and I might get some heat for this, but there's a lot of people out there considering themselves as podcast gurus or podcast masters, or there's classes, podcasting 101, podcasting masterclass. For me, I don't necessarily believe in them because it's, and I know this guy might get a lot, a lot of heat from this. It is kind of like scammy in a sense, like, oh, pay me this much money to get these generic information. Yeah, I know. I am backboarding. <laughs> you can just Google. Once again, I support the podcast community. If this is your thing, go ahead. That's your hustle. I don't really like it. That's just personal. And I can get personal about this. I'm human, right? So for me, I'd rather just give all the information I find. I put it on a Google Drive document for free. There's some things on there that you have to pay. It's not me you're paying. It's like services like uh, Podbean or like hosting sites. Like that's the website you would have to pay if you want to use those. But I put in all the tools and resources on one page so you can find it for free. So it's a lot easier because when I started off podcasting, one of my biggest challenges was to find the correct tools and resources to use because it's chaotic. It's the internet. One place is telling you to use this. The other place is telling you to use that. And that's another thing with these uh, people who are telling you the only way to podcast is you have to use this. And it can get, it, it's sad because people get overwhelmed. They see all this information. They're like, oh no, this is the only way to do it. Well, I'm not going to be successful if I don't do it this way. And I feel like we have to just teach people that there is multiple ways to do things. It's not just a one path. It's kind of like an octopus moving his legs everywhere. They can move in every direction. You can go in any direction you want. So that's the thing I would give is take it and just gather as much information as you can and just work with whatever you find. And also it's a learning process. Don't expect your podcast to be the best right off the bat. Your first episode is not going to sound as good as your 10th episode. It's not going to sound as good as your 20th episode and so forth. These people saying, oh, I've started a podcast. I have 10 episodes and I have 30,000 downloads. Okay, cool. That's not the case for everybody. And that's not the case for the average person. And the idea that you have to do this this way, because a lot of these are also people who are celebrities and they get more media coverage. So they're kind of like, Oh, they already got the limelight. You, the amount of times I've saw people trending on podcast pages like Spotify and stuff like that for podcasts that have not even been released yet just goes to show there is this like lens focusing only on the wealthy of the wealthy, the famous and stuff like that to start off. And I get it from the company's standpoint. This is their way to market to get, to get more traffic, but it doesn't necessarily help out other people who want to start a podcast. But the beautiful thing about podcasting, people, I might talk gibberish here, is that it uses something called an RSS feed. So basically, you put your podcast on one site or a hosting site, and it distributes it to multiple places, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or even websites you've never heard of, and people can listen to it. So if it doesn't work well on one website, let's say Apple, it might work well somewhere else. and you're not restricted. Like, let's say, for example, YouTube. Once again, I sound very bashful. <laughs> like YouTube, if they take down YouTube, for example, or Instagram, then that's pretty much it. There's no necessarily alternative to Instagram that is, well, there probably is, but it's not as big. When it comes to podcasting, it's just, it spreads out everywhere. So you have a chance to improve yourself on multiple platforms. So 
yeah, that's my best advice is actually, no, here's the first advice that you sh I will give the most important one, have fun, find Very a topic important. that you enjoy and have fun. Don't need to follow whatever is the trending thing. Just do what you enjoy because it will a probably last longer. B me be more fulfilling and C be more fulfilling. See B and C are the same thing. So yeah, just find a topic that you really enjoy. You know, I got to say in preparation of this, of this episode and in doing this episode, I have found newfound respect for you. It is a lot harder <laughs> to be the host of the podcast than to be the guest. Even just like preparing for this one episode, I'm like thinking of questions and okay, it should be like questions that are like conversation starters or like thought provoking, not just simple yes, no. And then even conducting the interview, I'm like, okay, I like like naturally I, I'm like, I want to have a conversation and like want to jump in, but I'm like, okay, that, that's not the point of this. The point is to give you the floor. <laughs> Is different yeah well see the thing is it's for me as well i never know where what direction is going to go in i go with the flow some people want to have a short conversation i'm cool with that we can have a short conversation some people want to have a i think my longest one was two almost two hours we went on for two hours because they had two hours to share and when it comes to the formulation of my questions yeah as you noticed I have some written down as base questions, kind of like, what are some misconceptions about your hobby and how'd you get introduced to your hobby? So those are base questions just to connect all the episodes together. So trying to build that spider web and like, oh, cool. The person who does jet ski has common relations or not common relations, but shares common interests or train of thoughts as somebody who does uh, Mahjong. So it's kind of like cool just connecting those lines. And um, yeah. I, I'm, I guess, naturally a very talkative person and I have years of experience of presenting in front of other people. So I used to be a tour guide. Josh knows, knows this. And I like to improvise as well. So not all my questions are just written down and spat out. Some of them are because it, I like to keep some structure, but my curiosity sometimes gets the best of me. And I go on and ask questions that are just off the top of my head. And some of them don't necessarily make sense, but I'm like, you know what? This is kind of relevant, right? Yeah, let's ask anyways. What's the worst that can happen? The audio editor goes, you know what, Alex? Nope. I'm the audio editor. I'm like, nope, that does not make sense. Let's delete that question. Unless the guest says something really interesting, then I'm like, cool, let's keep that question. But yeah, I feel like for me, Honestly, it's harder to be a guest than to be a host and to be a guest on my own podcast. That is even harder because <laughs> <laughs> do, do I don't want to, I, I feel more pressure. I don't want to mess up because people know me as the host and now they're listening to my podcast as a, as me being the guest and they're like, are you a good guest, Alex? Are you going to do this? Well? Are you going to mess this up? Are you going to put, are you going to just ruin Josh's opportunity to be the next top podcast host? I'm like, no, no, no. I want to put Josh in a good light. Like my mind goes into this. I want to be a good guest. I don't want to, I want to like represent you the best as possible. I'm like, I want to put you in the best spotlight as well. <laughs> it's like the opposite. Yeah, exactly. At all times when I'm podcasting, I am nervous and want to make sure that everyone's comfortable, regardless on which side of the table I'm sitting on. You know, personally for me, um, th this is a, a bit of a tangent, but personally for me, when I think about, uh, having conversations with people about their hobbies or, or something that interests them. 
if it's unfamiliar to me, I find uh, that I have trouble thinking of replies or more questions uh, to continue the conversation. Do you find that that's the case with you if you're unfamiliar with, with the topic that you have trouble finding things to say? Not necessarily. Like I do a little bit of research beforehand about the hobby just to get a general idea. And I really hone in on what the person is saying and based off of how they answer, that's how I lead on to the next question. Um, there's certain questions like I had a guess on, I can't remember how long ago the audio unfortunately didn't work out and the episode was never released because it was very choppy, but the audio or the interview was really tough for me to do because I asked questions and it was very short, short answers. So I would ask, so how did you get introduced to folding cloths? That wasn't the hobby. I'm just giving that as an example. How did you get introduced to folding cloths? Well, when I was seven. Not much of an episode. Oh, okay. And then I'll have to like, and it sounded like me just dragging the conversation. Like I have no problem with that. But I like also to work with a little bit more. And I sound rude saying that. You don't that. want it to be so one-sided. Yeah. And what's what made it tr more troublesome was that they wanted to come on my show. And I'm like, okay, I really wanted to make it more enjoyable. So I tried hard to try to make the, the questions um more open-ended so a lot of how who what when but she this individual she had very short answers and if that individual individual would like to come back on the show yeah you're more than welcome to come back i will try my best to try to keep more open-ended questions i'm ready for a dialogue um yeah this the whole show is all about expanding your mind and once again if it's if that individual didn't really want to expand but wanted to come on the show and she was worried about how the world was going to judge. I just want to rest assured that once again, that I edit the episode, I send it off to my guests way before the episode comes out. They can listen to it. And if they have any issues with it, with it, they can let me know. So once again, their priority is my, sorry, their priority. No, their <laughs> mindset. What is it? Oh my goodness. I am losing track of mind. Oh, I'm losing words. Their safety, their words, what they say, their image, their, there you go. Their image is my priority. So making sure that I represent them the best way possible. So I got a question for you, Josh. Overall, you kind of answered this. How would you do? How, how, how do you think I did? I liked how you answered your, the questions. I worded them in such a way that it would uh, hopefully spark a conversation and get a, a more full, uh, fulsome answer than uh, short one one word answers i got a good insight into your uh the way you think and also like how this came about and like knowing you it, ma it makes a lot of sense you know what when you were just saying that i can just picture like yeah i learned more about you blackmail material good i'm gonna <laughs> save this for later all right alex hates other podcasters good good <laughs> no i don't hate other podcasters but yeah no you did a fantastic job as a host thank you and once again I, when I came up with the idea after my 100th episode, I did this thing where I had my first 100 guests ask me any questions they want. So it's kind of like just a random get to know the host for my 200th one right after I did finish the first, the 100th one. I'm like, I need to have Josh back on the podcast for my 200th episode, but he interviews me about my hobby. So just flipping the tables and I sent the message out to Josh. Josh is like, I'm down. I would love to do this. And then when I was talking to him throughout 
I guess the year. Yeah, over the year. God, my 100th episode probably came out two years ago. I don't know. I can't do math. 54 weeks in a year, roughly. Yeah, something like that. Josh's like, okay, I'm ready for your interview. I got these questions. I'm like, oh my goodness. I was nervous. You had me nervous. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen you nervous. <laughs> no, I'm nervous all the time. You should see me in presentations back in university. I would go blank and not like I apparently I did I do fantastic presentations, but I do this kind of like out of body experience where I'm not fully conscious of where I am or what I'm saying, but I'm saying it right and my presentations are good, but I I'm not aware like after the presentation met, I said myself trance. Yeah, I enter a trance and I'm like what did I just say? I remember this one. Okay, this this is a story. Uh, I go on tangent, but I had this professor in university. He would go around and t- like hit the table around this giant oval desk, and everybody was just like, "Okay." And then for me, for some reason, I had no intention to do that. But during the presentation, I would go around and smack the desk the same way he did. And then I would use the chalkboard. No one, no one else used the chalkboard. I started drawing circles. I looked like somebody who's like building a so conspiracy ADHD. theory. <laughs> I was like drawing circles. It was about, I think it was about uh, development in Asia and stuff like that. And I started talking about like houses, trees, and I'm connecting dots, making a spider web of things. And we got an A plus. How? I do not know. Start freestyling. But people, the, so the first person raised their hand right after the presentation. They're like, this is not a question. This is just a comment. You're really good at making presentations. And I'm like, thank you. In my mind, I'm like, what did I say? <laughs> I'm like, what did I say for them to say that I did good? I want to do that again, but I, I can't remember. <laughs> Slamming desk. Slamming desk. Mimic. Was it, it's the uh, most flattering thing? I don't know. Yeah, Imitation yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My son's currently doing that. He's imitating me. I'm very flattered. <laughs> That's the best. So you have any other questions to wrap this magical 200th episode up? Uh, I do not. Okay. So there you have it. Another body with a hobby. In this case, it's my body with my hobby. I want like, I would like to thank Josh for agreeing to these terms willingly. He was not forced. There is no contract. It was just his free will. Thank you, Josh. I just have to do that disclaimer. And if you guys would like to know more about Josh, go listen to my first episode. He is my first guest. One of my best friends. Just, he was willing to be my first guest. Can you imagine being the first for somebody's podcast, having no idea what to expect? And then he's willing to come back again on the 200th one. Josh, you are a hero. You are a man of steel, Superman kind of way. <laughs> I cannot thank you enough. Um, yeah, you guys got to go check out that episode. He also has a book on Amazon. If you could go check that out, the links will be in the description of the first episode. Go check that out. It's all about how Josh is. So you get to learn more about Josh. It's all about learning about Josh and Alex today. But if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you can send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you want to show support, I have a Patreon and I also have merchandise like Josh mentioned. You can go check that out in the description down below the show notes. But what you do have to do is make time for your hobby. See, I've never said that before. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So Josh, thank you again for interviewing me. It's been a lot of fun. The pleasure is all mine, man. And I guess I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) All right. I'll see you tomorrow. (laughs) All right. Bye, Alex. So until the next episode. Make some time for your hobby. Take care.